Hello and welcome to Babelfish. My name is Christina Kern and I'm your host. This podcast tells the life stories of non-believers around the world. Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Today I'm talking to you. Can maybe you can present yourself? Thank you. My name is Viola Namialo, a humanist from Uganda. Mm-hmm. Um 22 years old. Almost making 23 in April. And I'm a happy humanist. Yeah. And I feel happy to be a humanist. Nice okay. to meet you. Nice meeting you too. Um I'm a member at Halea. Yeah. I'm the membership director. Part of my work is to see that our members are in good terms. They all coordinate well and they pay some membership to Halea to help us run our projects and sustain our office. And uh, apart from being a membership director, I'm a director for sexual reproductive health. Mm-hmm. We have a menstrual hygiene project going on, and I'm the team leader for that project. We carry out sensitization about menstruation because um, through working in schools, Hale has been working in different schools in yeah. slums of Kampala, and uh, based on the fact that I grew up from a slum, this very slum back yeah. there. Uh, we saw a need to create awareness on menstruation because girls suffer a lot. Okay. They have some challenges when they enter into this period. Our parents are busy yeah. doing work. They go early, they come back late. And uh, the available parents tend to be shy okay. to talk to children about this issue. So yet it's a very important issue. So that's why we started this project okay. and I am the team leader. So it's kind of, is it taboo or is it just because the parents don't have time to educate uh, girls? And It's not a taboo. Actually, uh, it would have been, it's the parents have, have the right. Okay, mm. they are the responsible people to talk to the mm. children about this mm. because they are the parents. Yeah, But because they are busy and mm. some of them are shy to talk okay. to their children about it, Yet yeah. it's a very important issue because yeah. it happens to every woman. Yeah. So that's how it becomes a challenge, especially mm. to the young girls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how did you become a humanist? Yeah. Thank you. That's <laughs> a nice question. Unlike my colleagues, me, I grew up in okay, I grew up in different families. But first, when I was a child, I grew up with my grandmother yeah. in the rural area, and she was a Catholic. And I can say as a child, okay, as a, from, I think from seven to to ten years, I was a Catholic because my grandmother was a Catholic and actually her sister was a nun. Okay. And yeah, we were Catholics by then. We used to go to church and of course have morning prayers as Catholics. But then when I uh, started to grow up because of some situation and some challenges, I had to switch homes. I had to come to Kampala to live to start living with my mother mm. in the slum this in is, the slums yeah. yeah i never knew that she was living in a slum yeah i thought she was living in a very beautiful place because as a child we knew that someone living in the city mm. must be living in a very beautiful place yeah but no so uh my mother was a born again christian mm-hmm. and i started going to church with her and 
eventually I came I became a born again Christian mm-hmm. because now my mother is a born again Christian. I started going to church with her and uh, praying and doing all this stuff. And she was not well off. She was living in a slum and we used to pass through some dif- difficult situations. But she was a real strong believer and she could always tell me to stay strong and to believe in the Lord because the Lord loves us and um, he will always provide to us. But I started asking myself, if the Lord God loves us so much, yeah. why do we have to struggle so much to get only 3,000 to provide for the family. That's similar to about a dollar? Like like a dollar? Yeah. Uh, no, a dollar is like three five three thousand and five hundred. Yeah, it's less than a dollar. Yeah. So my mother was a hustler. She used to go to different hostels to wash for students, to do okay, to, to look for money, to struggle mm. to look for money. But he used she used to tell me that we have a loving father in heaven. Yeah. And he has a plan for us, and that plan is good. But when I could look at the current situation, I could see that the plan, perhaps the plan that God has for us wasn't good. But I couldn't tell her what I thought because I knew it wouldn't make her feel good. Mm. Because it was through church, through scriptures, where she could find hope and some comfort. And yeah, I decided to not to, to talk about it. So uh, when she saw that she could not manage me because I had to go to school, but she could not manage school fees, she decided to uh, send me to uh, to an orphanage mm. when she got that chance. The orphanage was managed by a church where mm. we used to be. So in this orphanage, her was really, really strong believers. We had to pray in the morning. They're born again Christian. We had yeah. to pray in the morning, pray in the evening, and we were taught about scriptures, about the Bibles. We had Bible study every Monday. And here they would teach you about the Bible and also start to give you roles to be the Bible study teacher mm-hmm. the next Monday. So, so here I got a chance to ask some questions during our Bible studies at home at our home, we call it a home, at the home that I, I used to mm. stay. So when I ask these questions of, uh, if God loves us, why is so much suffering going on? Mm. But they, I used to ask different questions because I was, I think I was free to ask. Mm. But they told me it's not good. It's <laughs> not right, actually. It's not right to, uh, to question God. Okay. Because God is perfect, God is all-knowing, God is, God does everything in his own way. He's never wrong, so I'm wrong to question God. Okay. So I was discouraged to, to ask, but I had that in mind. So I thought it was wrong to question God. I stopped questioning. I stopped, I posed my questions, mm. but still I had some questions. So uh, when I went to high school, uh, our school down there in the slum, uh, we had an organization come at our school and uh, organizing debates, mm. uh, giving us a chance to, di- to, to discuss different topics openly. You give out your view mm. the way you think. No one will tell you it's, non- it's wrong to say this, yeah. to, to think like this. So like that we were given a, an open space, okay, yeah. open arena to 
to open up our minds and discuss whatever so you can, could discuss different views different yeah. views openly yeah even though it was a christian school but during debates we were allowed to openly talk about our issues and this organization was halea so i tried to and i i learned that members of halea are humanists hmm. this was something new to me because now me I wasn't a good reader when I was young. It's it's not that I was looking for books to 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 know uh, different views. Mm. I never knew about humanism. I never knew even that there could live some people who do not believe in a god or in any god. So this was the first time I I heard about humanism during those debates, and I was. I, w- I was okay it was a surprise to mm. me but i took interest to learn more about humanism about what is human how comes mr kato is in uganda mm. he's living actually he's normal <laughs> he's normal he's living like any other person yeah. but he doesn't believe in any god and then he have, and all the all, all the members they do not believe in a god but they are living mm. and in a normal life so no was, one is punishing them yeah, yeah no one is punishing them so i was wondering and i remember i had also my questions so i i started knowing that maybe it is right to do what to question actually these people went ahead not only to question but to know that to make a conclusion that there is no god mm. so i started thinking that okay i think i wasn't wrong to question it's okay to question so i i took a step i i became interested more about humanism and mm. i became closer to halea because i loved this humanist humanism ideology and through learning more about humanism reading different books that were suggested by halea and of course uh discussing different topics openly mm. because they could bring topics about god the existence of god about abortion mm. and people would stand and say you know the bible says this and this and then another one would would say but in reality do we need this mm. so this opened my mind the debates and of course learning more about humanism and the teaching that the, the teachings that we need, we used to get from halea opened my mind yeah So that's how I even actually I started doubting the existence of God mm. because at first I was just questioning the critical thinking. Yeah. yeah. But now I started doubting mm. his existence because now if he exists why is there such suffering? Mm. They uh, the Bible says he's all powerful. Mm-hmm. But still people are still suffering in the world. Yeah. Is he doing it on purpose or <laughs> so I started when with all these questions with different questions like for example the bible tells us um that uh we need to forgive yeah to people who do wrong to us but when you look at god himself uh he punished eve and adam like yeah. thousand years ago when i wasn't even born yet <laughs> but because adam and eve ate the forbidden fruit we are still punished like for example me i'm a woman so i ha- i still have to give birth in pain yeah and uh, of course men have to get what to eat in yeah. sweat so if god says forgive and yet he did, he did not afford to forgive <laughs> us mm. because now wasn't there but i still have to suffer 
because yeah. Adam and Eve did something. So these are the questions that always come on my mind. And because of that, I started doubting the existence of God. Mm. So this is how I became a humanist. Okay. And yeah. with that, I, I identify myself as a humanist because my, my opinion is I, I'm not sure whether there is a God. I do not have proof that there is a God, but still, I I do not have proof that there is no God. Mm. But still, I think if there is a God, even if uh, some people gathered all the proof that mm. there is a God, I would still not love this God. Mm. Because where is he now? Why, why are people suffering? Why are children, young mm. children, like six months they they die of cancer they haven't done anything mm. wrong they haven't sinned yeah. but still they suffer yeah so where is this how is he relevant to our lives mm. so i still i would not love so much this yeah. god so, so we need the scientific proof of god's existence yes before we believe it yes. yeah <laughs> so this is how i became a humanist yeah yeah and now you're really involved in the organization yes yeah. i'm really much involved in the organization um 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 and i like the project so much mm. that's why uh, i was chosen as a team leader for the menstrual hygiene mm. uh, of course besides uh, promoting critical thinking we do this charity work yeah because as humanists we feel like happiness of other people uh, makes us happier mm. of course makes the world even happier yeah. that's why we go on and do some different projects that okay. are more relevant to the society and the fact that i also grew up in islam i definitely saw the need for menstrual hygiene mm. for menstruation awareness yeah that also made me more more fall in love with that project mm. and the fact that i also grew up in an orphanage i was helped yeah why not helping others mm. i grew up not with my family all my my school fees was paid by people that i'm, I'm not related to yeah so i was helped all my almost all my life so why not helping others when i have a chance yeah. yes so you do uh, spend a lot of hours on the voluntary work yes yeah yes so uh, what else projects are you involved in Mm, mainly the menstrual hygiene okay. project yeah. and uh, mainly in general Halea projects. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you went to the refugee camps. Yes, I was among the team that went yeah. in refugee at the refugee camp in December. Yeah. What did you do there? Uh, we went and first we collected items, mm -hmm. clothes, um, household uh, things like plates, uh, cups. Mm. Um, Shoes, like, like everything that can be used, Mas mattresses, and we had uh, very, very many things because we had a truck for things, for items. So we went there and went to a community and distributed to children, mm. women, and men. Yeah. Yeah. Are there many refugees in Uganda? Very many, actually. Uganda is, uh, Uganda welcomes very many refugees. I remember the 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 refugee was he the refugee that the, the 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 man we talked with Mr. Kato the said commandant. the commandant mm -hmm. said they were the total number was what? We have over a million refugees in Uganda. 
Yeah. More than a million refugees. Yes, in okay. Uganda. Yeah. Primarily from Sudan or from Sudan, from Congo, from uh, S- Somalia, from yeah. Ethiopia, okay. from Eritrea. Yeah, yeah. And they've been here for a long time. Many of them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Most of them have even done businesses from here. They're doing okay. their businesses from here. They have built houses yeah. in Uganda, and they're maybe they have decided to live in Uganda forever <laughs> <laughs> because they can't go home. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And so they don't have anything. Anything at home? Back at home? Yeah. Yeah, because now they they have been staying in Uganda for over five years. Maybe they have permanently decided to stay in Uganda. Yeah. That's also that's a long time. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now you're a different generation than Kato. You're yeah. younger. Yes. So maybe is your experience different on how uh, humanists are perceived? Um Is it still a challenge to say you are, for your generation? Is it generation? Is it a challenge to say that you are human? Yeah, I would say there is a lot of stigma associated yeah. with identifying yourself as a humanist because uh, people will be so surprised. Will maybe the first question they will ask: Are you crazy? Are you even where you? Where did you grow up from? Where mm. did you grow up from? Uganda, because they think this is uh This is something for people not from, born in Uganda, like okay. people like from outside countries, like from <laughs> abroad, right? Yeah. Because they think you have to live with a God. Mm. Because who is going to inspire your life? Yeah. Who is going to support your life? Who is going to direct you, like to guide you? Yeah. But then they think it's a God who directs you, but in reality, it's you who who sits down in the morning and start thinking of how am I going to spend this mm. day? How am I going to do something that helps to develop my life mm. and my family? It's you who sits down and start thinking because it was my mother who woke up in the morning and went to work mm. to and look for money to provide for the family. It wasn't God. There was nothing that fell from heaven yeah. for us to <laughs> eat. Yeah, for them, they it's kind of uh, ridiculous because mm-hmm. they're not very many humanists in Uganda. No. It's a surprise. Are the young ones uh, less religious than the parent generation? Or is it changing? Or huh. is it the same, you think? Well, the young ones are less religious. Okay. Okay. They attend church because you have to, to please <laughs> your mother, of course. Yeah. But... Um, But but the the religious I I say the commitment mm. the commitment of young ones to parents I think parents are more committed yeah they are more devoted to religion mm-hmm. maybe because they have lots of challenges and they need more comfort yeah and more they need to be given more hope because even when I related with me and my mother my mother was more devoted maybe because she had that stress mm. and she had to look for some comfort and hope but for me i had to go to church because uh, i go to find friends <laughs> and of course go with my mother yeah. i i went to church not because i was that devoted but because of some other reasons mm. so i think young ones go to church not because they are devoted mm. because of some other re- reasons okay. but it's the parents or the more grown up people that are more devoted okay yeah So it might it might change in the future. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. It might. It actually it will change. Yeah. Mm. 
Interesting. And with the sensitizations that we are putting out with uh, other different humanist organizations mm. in Uganda, um, we are hoping for very many other people to come on board. Mm. Because uh, I believe and I know that there are very many non-believers mm. out there, yeah. but they are still in the closet. They mm. do not want to open up because of some reasons. Maybe because you do not want to uh, disappoint your parents. Yeah. <laughs> you will. <laughs> they will feel like, oh, why? What? Like, it's such a disappointment to, 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 to know that their child is an unbeliever. Yeah. Like, for me, I grew up in a Christian orphanage. Mm. So, actually, they, they, they do not know yet that I am a humanist. It's quite a challenge because... Mm. When we were growing up, it was only uh, an orphanage for girls. Because of so many challenges, most of the girls dropped out of schools mm. and ended up getting teenage pregnancies. And the orphanage was also disappointed in our way. So I am actually, I'm the first girl out of that orphanage that has managed to complete my degree. I'm the okay. first girl. So yeah. at some point, they are proud of me. So... <laughs> So if they hear that I am a non-believer, mm. they will be disappointed. Okay. It's like that. It's it's one kind of disappointment. They, they feel like you are a loss. Okay, like if, if you, you don't believe. Yeah, yeah, when you don't believe. <laughs> but do you see a different way of approaching the young ones uh, that are non-believers? That are non-believers. Um, the good thing about, about the young ones, they... They feel proud to let the world know of what they believe, okay. of what they are, of who they are. And most of them would, would feel free to, to post on Facebook, mm-hmm. to post on WhatsApp, or, or maybe on Instagram that I'm a humanist. Like me, I post on my Facebook that yes. I'm a humanist. Okay. Um, and the approach, I think the approach would be more of a, like the open talk magazine mm. that we are doing that is a good approach to to bring them more closer mm-hmm. uh, give them a chance to bring them what they think openly and they are free to publish it and of course different people will be writing and the writings when it goes to a young person because young people are interested in reading of course and they read, they they open up their mind mm. more widely. Yeah. So, uh, like the Open Talk magazine, it's a, a very good idea. And of course, uh, the debates that we always uh, put up because mm. we we make meetups yeah. on a monthly basis, and uh, we bring topics that will invite both believers and non-believers. Yeah. Okay. And in these meetups, we discuss and uh, we hear from this side and we hear from this side. And openly, because if you think your fellow humanists have said it in a, in a wrong way, maybe in a way that you do not agree with, mm. it's okay to question that, that humanist. And if you, if you think a Christian has said it in a right way, but maybe it's missing. Okay, the point is we make these meetings and discuss freely yeah which invites and actually uh, attracts more young people to to mm. to come 
Yeah. So this is also a very nice approach to young people to to bring them closer and maybe try to pull them out mm. of the closet. Yeah. Because they are there but still hiding. They do not want to open up, but they are still believers. That's why we we want to uh, go much ahead with these uh, meetups and mm. other projects, so so that we can we we find a way of pulling them out of the closet. Mm. So it's given an open space to discuss freely and not just say yeah. religion is bad, but yes yeah yeah views. yeah we, yeah we are we are not always there to to say religion is bad no, no. we discuss these things freely yeah yeah do you see uh, any changes in the near future for it to get better for it to be a non-believer in uganda yes yeah yes why because uh first of all the very many uh projects that we are planning to do mm-hmm to create more awareness yeah to create uh, a more consciousness to 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 let the young people okay not only the young people but to let the people know that you can be good without a good mm. and because there are people who are still in the closet we believe that with these projects with these programs that we are uh, planning to put up mm. even uh, for example if you look at our program of the humanist ceremonies yeah we believe so much that it's going to to uh shine a brighter light yeah when it comes to to letting people know about humanism and uh, and uh, they will come more on board because we know they're out there but perhaps uh, because we haven't done a more big uh, sensitization that mm-hmm. still they still think maybe it's wrong yeah to 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 think like this but because we are planning to do more things and mm. of course we have been doing but we are planning to put more effort mm. to create more publicity uh, for humanism with that publicity we will get more people coming on board and of course we will get more people opening their mind yeah Yeah, and when if, they see that there are ceremonies, yes, and of course, a, publishing our like uh, these meetups, mm. we, we always get like I told you, we, we we discuss freely, and and we we put our like our conversation, like mm. our discussion, or maybe we we put it on Facebook. You yeah. see more people interested to to come in the meetup, yeah. and when you come in our meetup, for us, we discuss freely. They they will open their mind more widely, and will come. We will have more. A more brighter future for free thinkers okay. and humanists. Yeah, yeah. So we can move away from the because we talking to Kato, we heard about that there are attacks on the office and mm. uh, on his home and everything. Uh, do you ever fear those kind of uh, retaliations from anybody? No, because I think <laughs> because I do not have a family yet. Okay, yeah. And I think. I have no fear about that. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I'm just me. Yeah. Okay. Nothing else. <laughs> and I don't think they can harm me. Yeah. No. Apart from saying, are you crazy? Are you crazy? There's nothing. Much. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel threatened like that? Yeah, no. I don't feel threatened. Okay. That's nice to hear. Yeah, but um, thank you very much for talking to you. Okay. It's been interesting to hear your story. So, thank you very much. In the next episode, I'll be talking to Andrew about losing faith. Thanks for listening. You can also follow me on Instagram and on my blog. 
If you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact me. For now, I'm doing this at my own expense, and I could use some financial support. Thank you.